we have reached the final day of this official rainy season retreat. And I think it's important to add that it's in the context of being very close to reaching the end of days, as is prophesied by every religion. And that we recognize that this is a very special time, a time of signs and wonders, and a, times of, a time of cataclysmic disasters and changes of the earth, and a time of decomposition of human social organization and of human consciousness. And that all of this is a manifestation of a transformation that is underway, a magnificent spiritual transformation that cannot be understood by most. But like every crisis, there is both danger and opportunity. And in this particular moment, the opportunity comes from the fact, and I would like you to very seriously consider this concept as a fact and to explore its truth. That there is a God, one God, and that God is real and that God is all-powerful. And that God, at this moment in time, is taking the earth and its inhabitants out of their misery. And that as part of this process, God wants and needs to be born through a certain number of human vehicles. God wants to be born through you. If you will only make your mind into a womb in which the power of God can come to abide. And I suggest that the more that you take seriously this concept, and the more that you offer yourself, your mind, your heart, your body, your life, to being an instrument of the will of God, the more you will feel the presence of God within you. And that presence with its unerring intelligence and willpower and love and compassion will animate you in accurate ways to enable you to not only survive through this time of tribulations, but to flourish and to bring about many of those signs and wonders and miracles that are part of the nature of this time 
not for the aggrandizement of the human ego, but to enable beings who are lost in illusion to find their way back to God. But that requires that the mind be truly surrendered to God and no longer serve an ego or serve a limited profane other or agenda but be totally surrendered to that power within that will move you into ever higher levels of vibrational frequency, of accuracy, of wisdom, and of the ability not only to be healed, but to act as a catalyst for the healing of others. Because every soul must be healed, whether in the body or in its return to the light. But this is a time not of despair, although many will be in despair and in terror and in confusion. But those instruments of God will be given the power to relieve the lost souls from their darkness, from their black holes, from their lostness, from their self-damnation, and to come home to the father, mother of the universe and merge again into that supernal light that is our true abode. And so everything that we do here and that we have been studying in this retreat is to open your mind to possibilities that transcend what the ego normally thinks is possible. To make you understand that the conventional ideas about reality are not truthful ideas, they are ideological. And many things exist that defy the logic and the ordinary systems of understanding that we were indoctrinated into so that what you think is impossible is actually quite possible and the highest and most miraculous attainments are inevitable for those who are dedicated to receiving your true inherent birthright as a child of God. It is that birthright that is now being offered and collected by the Supreme One who is offering the key to a new age, a new world, a new life now with higher meaning than you ever could have imagined and more joy, more blessings, more beauty, more grace than you could have imagined possible. 
But the price is the ego and its jouissance, its foolish cluelessness about the nature of the real, its egocentricity, its inability to love. All of that must be exchanged for the presence of God. And the problem is this cannot be figured out by the ego mind itself. It cannot be figured out by the chattering ego mind because that mind is the sickness, the resistance to God. And so it will be very difficult for you to think your way out of the trap of the ego. And this is why the opening of the heart is so important, because it is only the feeling of love that will raise you out of the misery of the ego level of consciousness. And this is why it is so important to recognize that the nature of God begins with that realization of divine love. God is more than love, but God is love. And our own love for God is that level of resonance which invites in all of the power and presence of that infinite self that you are. And so our teaching differs from some of the Neo-Advaitin teachings. They would say this is a theistic form of non-duality, not an atheistic form. And it's an important distinction that so long as you are in a false state of duality, it is important that you recognize that God is real and that your ego is unreal. And that this higher power, this higher truth, this higher reality is the only hope of salvation from the death drive that your ego is enmeshed with. And it's trivial pursuits that cause it to deny the cosmic nature of the frame of reference that we are now immersed in. And that whether we like it or not, we are involved in the godly acts of destruction as well as of creation. And that the the sustenance of the world depends on those beings who have learned to sustain ourselves on the presence and the power of God and not depend on any other lesser powers or on any pathologies to support our capacity to exist we must become those beings who depend on God alone to such an extent that we realize our oneness with that Supreme Being. And so non-duality is the final stage of the realization of God through love, through the love that allows God to enter into your heart so deeply that there is no longer a difference between you and God.
at that level of love. And then the mind opens to the intelligence of God and to the other powers that come with that unity. But first comes the opening of the heart, which alone can give the invitation that God will accept if that love is true and if that love is faithful and if that love is absolute. And this is why the first and primary commandment in the Bible is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And that commandment is universal. And it is through that that we gain the ability to overcome the ego's resistances to dharma, to discipline, to unselfish generosity of spirit that brings all of the other virtues in its train. And those virtues in turn bring the karmic path that bring us to the highest possible timeline for the attainment of the revelation and the redemption that we all seek. And so it is this knowledge of the reality of God that your ego mind may want to deny because once it recognizes this, then it can no longer toy around with life. It no longer has that ignorance that gives it the freedom to sin and to waste time and to serve other false gods. And the sooner that one becomes very clear that God alone must be our focus and we must not bother with sweating the small stuff or being upset at the small adversities and frustrations of life or of other people, but we must keep our focus on the one self whose love will enable us to deal with frustration, with wisdom and compassion and to change others by changing our own ways of responding to others. And we will be able to take responsibility for life itself, for the world as our own ultimate projection, and not feel like victims, not feel like we are at the effect of others, not feel like we are powerless, but we will be given that capacity to overcome all of the karma, all of the traumas, all of the toxins, all of the pathologies that we inherited in our childhood in dysfunctional families and social systems. But that power to overcome can only be given by God. It won't be given by ayahuasca. It won't be given by psychoanalysis. 
It won't be given uh, even by meditation unless that meditation is of the kind that invites God into your heart. There is no other way to overcome suffering but to move from the human level of consciousness to the divine level. And therefore, it's very important to be open cognitively to the reality of the divine, of the inner light, of the power of the presence of the supreme intelligence and love, to take seriously that we are children of God and that we are being called home and not to reject this invitation because of the cynicism that we were born into and our rejection of God because of the hypocrisy of whatever church or other religious organization gave us a confused or false image of God. We must not throw the baby out with the bathwater. And in that discovery of the reality of the God who is also yourself, your essence, your core, your own heart, you will discover that power that alone brings peace and wholeness and freedom from fear and from desire and from all of the sufferings that the ego is heir to. And so I hope that you take this message seriously and that you work through whatever are the obstacles and resistances to opening your heart to that supreme inner presence so that you gain the blessings that are being offered and not pass up this amazing, wonderful, unique opportunity of God consciousness that comes only at the end of days except to very few sages and saints and founders of religion who are sent down specifically for those achievements. But for most, it is only now that this opening is being given to all who seek it, to all souls. But very few souls will take the chance to shift from ego consciousness into God consciousness. I hope you choose to be among those who do. But it's a choice. It's your free will. It's your destiny at stake and only you can open your own heart and only you can dissolve your own ego through the love of that power that will bring you salvation.